And at one point I said to him, do you ever just feel like you're a golden ticket and you wish somebody would just come along and cash in on you? Like you have all these ideas and you know some of them are good ideas and you know you can't do them all yourself and you just wish somebody would come along, you know, kind of like the cartoon character with, you know, they get dollar signs in their eyes. They would just look at you and be like, holy shit. Like, Michonne has a ton of good ideas. If I could just, like, attach myself to her (laughs) and help her to get some of these ideas created, built, and sustained ongoing fashion, we could both benefit and we could help a ton of other people at the same time. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey, because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today, I want to talk about a golden ticket and what that means to me and a bunch of other entrepreneur friends that I have. First off, I want to start, though, with my trip to the Dominican Republic a few weeks ago in February of 2023. This was an unexpected trip. I meant to be in Brazil celebrating Carnival. I had a moment where I really missed my nieces and nephews in Canada, and I decided to go up there and visit my brother and his family. After that, I had plans to be in England, to be in Ireland, and then to be in Croatia. But I had this weird week where I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do, if I was just going to extend my Airbnb in Buenos Aires and stay there for an extra week, or what I was going to do. And in that time, I reconnected with an old friend and fellow entrepreneur, and he told me that he was getting a house in the Dominican Republic for the entire month of February with a bunch of other friends of his, all people who are entrepreneurs or work remotely, and they had some extra rooms and I should just come crash. Now... This was pretty incredible to me because if you listen to my story in the beginning episodes, Dominican Republic was a very pivotal place for me in my journey. You know, I was on top of a mountain looking out at the ocean and just decided for myself years and years ago, back in 2015, I believe it was, I got to figure out how to get the life that I want. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And after that week, I'd never been back to the Dominican Republic, just life and travels and things taking me in other places, other directions. So the fact that they were going there of all places, it just felt so right. It was just like, wow, okay, symbol, signs, this is what I'm meant to be doing, plus the opportunity to reconnect with my friend and also meet and connect with a bunch of other incredible people out there doing incredible things in the world. So I did it. I ended up leaving Buenos Aires a couple days early and hopped on a plane. And next thing I knew, I was in the Dominican Republic. And so it brought up so many incredible feelings for me. I noticed some things just, you know, kind of on the drive from the airport and then the drive up north to where my friends were staying. I recognized places that I'd been all those years ago and thought, wow, oh my gosh, how much has changed since I was here (laughs) all that time ago? It's incredible to see these monuments and see these things and remember wandering around as this sort of just lost soul at 30, trying to figure out what the hell am I doing with my life? What is next? Because I'm about to leave everything that I've known up until this point so far. You know, I'm about to leave all this stuff behind and this whole new chapter awaits, but I have no idea what's in it. It's just blank pages at this point. So to come back to the same place later, eight years later, having filled in those blank pages and a whole hell of a lot more passport pages, it was absolutely just a full circle 
moment. Then to get up to the house, to get to the north coast of the Dominican Republic, to get up to that house, to, you know, reconnect with my friend. I'd only actually met him once before. You know, we were always in touch by phone calls and stuff here and there. But even over the pandemic, you know, we'd lost touch and kind of, you know, just drifted into our separate things that we were working on business-wise. So it was great to reconnect with him and then to meet all of these people that I'd heard him talk about over the years face-to-face and just connect with them and find out what they were doing and just relax hanging out in this gorgeous house, you know, just a few minutes walk from the beach. We had a gorgeous pool. The house had, I think, like 10 bedrooms. There was space for everybody, huge common space. And just to relax and be a part of a group of people who, you know, he was the only one I knew before, but instantly it was just like I was hanging out with my people by the simple nature of I'm with these people who work remotely, who will do things like this for themselves. You know, even if they have a home base, just pick up and travel and go to somewhere beautiful. A lot of the people in the house were from the Toronto area. So they're escaping the cold, cold of Canada and going down to the Dominican Republic for a month working, hanging out, you know, work hard, play hard kind of thing. It was pretty surreal. I definitely had moments of, wow, holy shit, this is exactly what I was wanting all those years ago when I was here. Had no idea how I would get here, and now I'm here. This is wild. So not only did it validate (laughs) all of the ups and downs and struggles I've been through over the past years, but it also just energized me in such an incredible way because what I was doing was hanging around with other people who, you know, it's not like we were sitting down and talking, hey, what does your business do? And what are you struggling with? And what are your problems? And talk, having these like workshops or anything. We were just working during the day, hanging out at other times and just casual conversations would pop up. And we would just kind of workshop them out in the moment, just kind of work through problems or bounce ideas off of each other in the moment. One day with my friend, I was walking down the beach, again, just in awe of this life that I've built because I was working and then I kind of hit a snag. I meant to just get up and do something like maybe grab a drink or something. And you know, I was working on something. I kind of hit a stopping point that was maybe midday. I meant to just, you know, like go to the fridge, grab a juice or something, but I closed my computer got to talking with him for a little bit. And then he was just like, let's go to the beach. So we went on the beach and we walked for probably an hour and a half. And in this hour and a half walk, there was just so much value packed in, in just this fluid sharing of ideas, just throwing things out there, getting each other's opinions, expressing frustrations, getting encouragement, all of that sort of thing. And so on this walk, the idea of the golden ticket came up or not even the idea. I've thought this many times before, but it's one of the first times I've expressed it to somebody else. I was walking along and we're just talking about some of the difficulties that we have. He and I both have ADHD and we've been diagnosed as adults and learning how to deal with that. And and at one point I said to him, do you ever just feel like you're a golden ticket and you wish somebody would just come along and cash in on you? Like you have all these ideas and you know some of them are good ideas and you know you can't do them all yourself and you just wish somebody would come along, you know, kind of like the cartoon character with, you know, they get dollar signs in their eyes. They would just look at you and be like, holy shit. (laughs) Like Michonne has a ton of good ideas. If I could just like attach myself to her (laughs) and help her to get some of these ideas created, built and sustained ongoing fashion we could both benefit and we could help a ton of other people at the same time. And he was just nodding, nodding. Yep. Yep. All the time. 
And since then, I've run this by a few other of my friends and I get the same result every time. So there's tons of different people in the world. There's a group of people who have ideas nonstop so much that we can't make them all. And then there's other group of people who are really good at executing on those ideas and taking things and actually making sure they get done, you know, seeing them through from A to Z. I don't think either group is better. I don't think there's such a thing as better. I think too much of the time in the societies that we live in, we're focused on competing with each other and trying to figure out who's better at what and who's got the advantage and who's got all this stuff, whereas we should be collaborating with each other. I am good at a lot of things. I'm not good at a lot of things. (laughs) It's time to just stop trying to be good at everything and give up on the things I can't do well and get other people around me to support me. And if I feel this way, And my friend feels this way. And a lot of my other business owner friends feel this way. It's like, there's something in this. And here's where I just see the great opportunity for freelancers who don't really know what they want to do yet, but they're good at helping and they're good at just helping to make sure that things get done. Because there's a whole load of people like me wandering around the world, getting distracted, coming up with great ideas, but not having enough time, effort, energy to follow through on them. And the thing is, every new idea can seem like the best idea. We can't manage them all. We need people to support that, need people to sort of help us put those blocks in order of what should we do first? All right, and now that we've got this running, what can we do second? And while these things are running concurrently, maybe we could do this over here and getting these things all going. It's like juggling, right? You've got all these things in the air. On that same walk with my friend, you know, he's telling me what he would do in one case. And we have this funny relationship because like we both tried going into business together once and it didn't work out. And back then, neither one of us knew we had ADHD. (laughs) But we can see the gaps in the other person's business so much better or not so much better. We see them in our own business as well, but we just go into the state of overwhelm and don't necessarily know how to handle them. So I can look at his business and go, oh my gosh, dude, if I were you, I would do this, 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 and this. Then I would do this, 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 and this. And then this, this, and this. You've got to do this. And like, we could be making a million dollars. Easy, (laughs) right? I can do that for his business because it's not mine and I could see everything and it doesn't drive me into that same state of overwhelm. He can do the same for my business. So he can literally, we have this moment where he came into my room and just we hit record on a a voice note. And in like 10 minutes of talking, he just like talked through this entire business plan idea thing. Yeah, well, great. 10 minutes to a great idea could be worth loads and loads of money, but it's all up to me now and making sure that I get the correct support systems around me, the correct people on my team to know about this and to keep driving it forward because I will let it fall. That's sort of just how how my mind works. I'm having a lot of fun in these early stages of knowing that I have ADHD and understanding how it works. Mostly at this point, I'm too overwhelmed to even try to understand how it works. I'm just sort of putting attention inward and paying attention to my brain and noticing how it works. This morning, for example, I was having coffee and I was looking out the window, kind of running the idea of this episode through my head. And I was just kind of ad-libbing it and going, yeah, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about that. And like, I could say this. It literally is like the recording is already going in my head. And in the middle of a thought, it just all just dropped off and it went away. And while I was trying to decide if I should get it back or not, I was like, is it worth the energy to expend trying to get that thought back? Or do I just let it go? And then a big fat bird flew and sat on a branch. And I was thinking about, that's a huge bird. It looks like a pigeon, but it's the biggest pigeon I've ever seen. 
what the hell? And then I just laughed to myself because I was like, yeah, that thought is gone. It's not coming back. You're going to sit down later and you're going to record the podcast and it's just going to come out the way that it comes out in that moment, which is totally different from the way it would come out in another, in another, in another, et cetera. I could go on a ramble. Bringing it back to what I was talking about before. Back to the walk with my friend. So not only is he great at workshopping ideas and he gave me a bunch of ideas for the business and all that, but what happens a lot of times in entrepreneur brain, my brain, my friend's brains, is we will know what we have to do in our business, but we'll distract ourselves with something new and shiny and also interesting to us. Which would be great if I had unlimited money and unlimited team and we could just go after and chase some of these ideas and see which ones are viable. But I don't. But that's where the support system comes in. So while we were on this walk, I was telling him about another problem I have. This is completely unrelated to my business. This is just an idea with travel and the way that I travel and digital nomad life and some things that I wish I had. And he basically was like, you know, I was like, I want to hire a person to do just like this for me. And he was like, well, why, why wouldn't you just, you know, you could basically like, you could start your own business with that. Why wouldn't you just start up an agency? Like, you know exactly what you need. You could go hire somebody. You could go and tell them exactly what you need. You could kind of test it out in your business, get them doing that. And then you could sort of agency them out and like have your little agency where you hire other people and you provide the service for other people, other digital nomads, other people that you know need this just like you. And boom, done. And so it's a business idea and I take it a little idea that I had and it could be a viable business in 10 minutes. We both know exactly how we would do it, but it's just a matter of time and the effort and the energy, right? So I thought to myself, oh God, I don't need another business. You know, great idea. Maybe someday in the future, we'll start that. Last week, I had a moment where I got inspired. I had a rush of energy and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to do this at least. I'm going to put the job posting out there to see if I can find a freelancer, get them interested, you know, whatever. I put the posting up on Upwork. And I thought about it this morning while I was having my coffee because I forgot about it since then, okay? So these dropped ideas, these things floating all over, it probably sounds bonkers to anybody out there listening to this who's not sort of like in the world or doesn't know, you know, it doesn't know an entrepreneur, doesn't know somebody who thinks like this, who acts like this, who builds businesses and has all these ideas. It probably sounds nuts. Like, wait, I could sort of make a freelance career out of just... Picking up the pieces, basically, or just latching on to somebody else who has all these ideas and helping them to see them through. But yes, it's absolutely the truth. It's absolutely needed. And I'd mentioned to my friend as well, same trip. Again, just all these ideas coming out of a few days spent with, you know, other like-minded people who are struggling with some of the same problems that I have. You know, I'd mentioned I want to build a course around this. Uh, but that's a someday thing. And he was basically just like, no, you need to do this like yesterday. You need to do this immediately because people need to know about this. And there's a whole host of entrepreneurs and business owners who could benefit from having people go through this course and then be ready to help them just step into that right-hand role kind of position and help them to grow their businesses. You know, so somewhere between all my travels and all my other ideas and all my other things going on, I'll figure out how to do that pretty quickly as well. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, I feel like I could talk about this for days, but I don't want this episode to get too long. But I am going to share a real world, real life example that happened just yesterday in my business. I wrote a doc to my team. My team is very small at this point, you know, a part-time person here, sometimes full-time person there, but it kind of ebbs and flows depending on the workflow. Uh, a new person who's kind of just joining and getting to know the business a little bit and getting some like mentorship, but also pitching in. And so I wrote a letter to my team basically saying, guys, 
here's what happened today. (laughs) And it's so funny because one of them has been with me for a long time and she's seen it all before. She's seen me pivot. She's seen me change my mind a hundred times. And I literally started out the doc with something like, oh my gosh, how many of these am I going to (laughs) make before one sticks? And then I followed it up with like, you know, I said, hey, I can hear you laughing already because you know me, you've known me for years. You know that I just pivot and I change my mind and I, I do all these things. But I said, look, every time I write one of these docs, I hope it's the last time. You know, I hope that I truly can make the necessary changes in my business to stick with ideas, to complete them and to get them done. But I was just ruthlessly honest with my team. I said, look, it is crazy that I've accomplished what I've accomplished mostly on my own. But it's taken a toll. In 2021, the summer of 2021, I just hit a wall. And I've kind of languished for a few months. Then I got some energy back. But then December of that same year, just complete crash. Like I stopped all client work. I stopped all my business work. I took time off the entire month. Literally told clients it was a mental health month because I just hit a wall. I couldn't do it anymore. And at that point, I didn't know I had ADHD. I didn't know some of the things that were that I was doing poorly, like working against myself, working against the way my brain works. Just brute force forcing myself to get things done and actually getting it done. I managed to do that somehow for years. I mean, granted, it wasn't perfect. It was this constant cycle of being very productive and then burning out and then being very productive and then burning out and wondering why I wasn't a normal person, why I couldn't just get things done and why I couldn't just check things off. Lots of list making, lots of list making. I always wanted to be an organized person more than anything, someone who makes a list and completes the list. And oh God, I've made hundreds of lists in my lifetime and they just languish. They just, they don't get done. You know, at that point, I didn't know that, hey, I should be making the list and then someone else should be making sure everything gets checked off. There's other people who love that. So I was honest with my team and just said, look, I shouldn't be doing most of the things that I'm doing in the business. I don't know how I've managed to get this point. It's crazy, but I don't want to do it anymore and I don't need to do it anymore because it's not the best use of me as a resource. I should be creating businesses and empowering my team to run the business. If I run a business, it will try to run in 10 different directions at the same time. And that is just not possible. So what happened yesterday was just a really long talk with a good friend here in England, where I am recording this episode from, but I went on a long walk with her and we talked about consistency and we talked about being able to do the boring bits and the day-to-day bits. We talked about how overnight success is never overnight. It takes a long time, a behind-the-scenes concerted effort for a long time in order to get something done. Everything starts small. You know, the last time I checked the podcast, it had 113 downloads. That's great. That's 113 more, you know, than it would have had if I hadn't started. Do I want to grow that? Obviously, because I'm already receiving messages from people who are saying things like, I've been thinking a lot after listening to your podcast. I think I'm ready to quit my job after listening to your podcast. I want to know more. Can we talk? You're messaging me and stuff like that. And that feels great because it is kind of my mission to help a load of people quit their jobs and do freelancing instead. And 113 is a great start, but I want to make it 1,013. We want to grow, but it's going to take time. The way my brain works, that does not compute, really. I want everything to happen immediately. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I put pressure on my team. I put pressure on everyone to just have things 
done and done immediately. And that is not sustainable. So I should not be in charge of that at all. I need to take myself out of the business more so than I need to be in it. So I wrote this doc to my team explaining, you know, these weaknesses that are coming to light in terms of things that I know I should not be doing, as well as the strengths. Where should I be involved in the business and how can they support that and then get what they need out of me as well? And I told them about the kind of business that I want to create and grow. You know, a business where we all make a great salary. We all do work we love and enjoy. We help loads of people along the way and we keep it going. That's what I want to create. This is not about an obsession with how much profit can we make. Do we have enough to keep the wheels on, to keep the lights on, to keep us all paid and doing work and happy? And are we helping other people? Cool. That to me is a successful business. And the more that I can only be in the business for what they specifically need, then I can go out and start some of these other businesses and tinker with them. And that keeps my brain happy. Because if I can work in one business on Monday and my team is explicit about, we need these things from you. We need you to get this done today. This is what we're working on. And then I can say, bye. And I'll see them again in a couple of days. And the next day I can work on another business with another team member. And they say, here's what we need. And then I can repeat that over days and weeks and, you know, just... Be strategic about where I'm needed. But my job as a business owner, I don't feel is to run the business. My job is to create businesses, to come up with ideas, to give other people places to work. They help me get these things done because they would just never come out into the world without a team effort. And that is something I struggled with for a long time. I always thought of myself as very self-sufficient, very independent. I have spent most of my life like that, closing other people out when I needed to be letting other people in. But it was just what I'd known ever since I was a little kid. Like, I'll just figure it out on my own. I'll do it myself. And I won't need anybody because it's just easier if I am a self-contained, self-sufficient unit. Okay, but that's just not how the world works. The more that I'm opening up and the more that I'm telling my team, oh my God, I suck at this, you guys. I suck at that. Look, hey, I'm not good at this. We need to get so-and-so who's good at this to, to do this instead. The more happiness that I am finding in my work and my passion, and the more I let my team know how I work, the better they're able to get what they need out of me to keep the businesses rolling. So to me, this is what I feel is the future of work in a lot of ways, these small businesses that have the freedom to make their own structure, to make teams that are very fluid, very chill, for lack of a better word, getting rid of this hierarchy, getting rid of people being siloed into specific roles. And instead, each person, each individual is looking at each other and expressing, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I like to do. Here's what I don't like to do. And just kind of matching those pieces up until we get all parts that need to be done around the business done. So I finished the doc with my team by, you know, first part explaining the things I see. And the second part going through this massive brainstorm of the pieces of the company, what I wanted to see in each piece, and then asking them for their thoughts on who wants to own what piece. How are we going to get it done? How are they going to manage it and just get what they need out of me in order to do their jobs and to keep going? Because if I think about getting bogged down in the day to day, I will quit. (laughs) I will just dry up and quit. And we don't want that. Part of me coming up with the business idea and having passion for a business and wanting it to succeed means that I have to use that passion in all the areas that I can, but also step out of the areas that I will just be blocking up and messing up. We talked about going the distance as well. 
when I was talking with a friend about starting the podcast, you know, she gave me some advice about, you know, like that she'd heard somewhere about, you know, you're going to suck. Yeah, it's fine for the first episode and the second episode and the third, you know, whatever. But keep your eye on the hundredth episode. By the time you get to the hundredth episode, you're going to be good. (laughs) You're going to be really good. You've got to settle in for the long haul. So when I sent this doc to my team, the title of it was 94 weeks because we've already got some episodes out, but that's what's left. 94 weeks to get to episode 100 of the podcast. And I wanted to tell them, like, let's apply that 94 weeks to the other aspects of the business as well. I want things to be perfect tomorrow. They're not. That's why I need my team to remind me that we want things to be kicking ass by the end of 94 weeks. Can we get there sooner? Absolutely. I have to be forced to stretch this out long term. And I will be dead inside, right? (laughs) If someone's like, Michonne, you have to care about the day-to-day, the details, the minutia for 94 weeks. I quit. I quit right now. (laughs) There's just no way I can, you know? But being open and sharing that with my team and going, guys, I need someone else to own this process, to remind me of this, to like make sure that we all as a team remember this. And anytime that I start to get frustrated or overwhelmed or quit or just, you know, just kind of want to give up or don't have any enthusiasm anymore. I need somebody else to be responsible for going, that's cool. Michonne's going to have her dips. She's going to go up and down. But we agreed as a team that we're going to go together for 94 more weeks, right? And then 93, and then 92, and 90. And we're looking for what have we accomplished by the end of that, okay? So if you are a person who can see the big picture, who can see the long term, who loves to plot away at checking off stuff, loves to make take the lists that are made and make sure that they get done, loves to see something through from A to Z. There is a gold mine of work out there for you. There are absolutely other entrepreneurs out there like me who are looking for that person who can come in, get those little cartoon dollar signs in their eyes and decide, oh my gosh, I want to work with this person and we're both going to benefit. This is going to be amazing. Much more on this to come in future episodes because I simply cannot stop stressing the importance of it enough. But for now, we'll wrap this up today with that. I'm so excited to be breaking ground on this course idea for how to help people get work in this role as a integrator, as a right-hand man or woman, as someone who comes along and sees the golden ticket that an entrepreneur is and is dedicated to helping them achieve their goals. I actually started brainstorming the course outline on my flight out of the Dominican Republic, and I look forward to giving more details on that really soon. For now, if you want to make sure that you are in the know, please go to liveworktravel.com slash community and hop onto the waitlist where you'll find out everything about about anything that's going on with Live Work Travel. Please do follow along on Instagram at Live Work Travel IG. Drop me a DM anytime. And if you prefer the email route, you can drop me a line anytime at hello at liveworktravel.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I will be back next Monday with another. Mm-hmm.